Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm selected to join me once more for a Christmas edition of the podcast. It's Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Good evening. Yes, I'm very well. I'm very well. Are you all set for the big day? Um, still a few things to wrap. I've got to get them wrapped in the morning. But other than that, all good to go. I was actually talking about Boxing Day. Ah, Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> There's, what, 17 live matches on TV, so you can forget about Christmas Day. It's all about Boxing Day this week. Loads of football and plenty for us to get, be getting stuck into from a betting point of view. Yeah, it's great. I think, obviously, <laughs> Boxing Day is one of the biggest uh, betting days of the year. Um, not just in football, but I think if you're a horse racing fan as well. There'll be plenty yeah. of that to come. So yeah. I think you're doing tomorrow's um, racing podcast as well, aren't you? Yeah, don't remind me. It's an early start. Late <laughs> finish tonight, early start tomorrow. And while everybody else is rushing about mad, we are sitting here recording a, a podcast. I suppose that's professionalism for you. It is. It really is. I've done my hat off to you. <laughs> anyway, before we get started this week, as always, we like to look back to the weekend. And it was our first whitewash of the season. It was, and that was after me being so confident as well midweek. I haven't looked at the card. Um, Breakin scored as we thought they would, but they left it late to down the nap, which is really disappointing. Um, Airdrie could only manage one goal against Clyde, despite scoring in the end of the first half. They couldn't grab a second half goal. Well, I think they also chop, had a goal chop chopped off, off didn't yeah. they? Yeah. In the first half. And by all accounts, the Thistle-Dundee game from what I've read and heard and witnessed, I think there was four really good saves and I think the Woodwork was hit four times as well. So on another day, those ones that hit the post and the bar go in. So just what happens sometimes, nothing you can do and you just move on. Yeah, it's a, it's a bad day when you're only saving grace as one of the matches was postponed. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was the one as well, guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to say that now. Uh, yeah, but anyway, we go again and obviously we're going to have a look at the... Boxing Day fixtures this week and all things going well we'll hopefully record another podcast later in the week looking at the weekend fixtures um, some of which fall on Saturday and some of which fall on Sunday so it's a bit of a mixed up this week but we're doing our best to try and cover as many games as we can Yeah there's lots on obviously from Boxing Day onwards so I think we'll try and cover a decent Boxing Day card and like you say there's games obviously also on Friday and the big one on Sunday in Scotland the Inder Celtic match Yep, should be good. Now, before we get started again this week with our tips, just remember that you can now subscribe to the podcast on the Google Podcast app. Just search for Gambler. Obviously, we're also on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud and so on. Actually, last weekend there, we had our our most listeners ever. So thanks very much for listening, first and foremost, but also if you're sharing um, the podcast with other people and letting other people know about it, that's the best way for us to kind of grow our audience so anything that you can do to spread the word is greatly appreciated we're also keen to hear from you so drop us an email at hello at gambler.co.uk if you have any tips any ideas or any feedback on the podcast and don't forget that you can follow us on twitter where our handle is at gambler tips and you can also follow greg on twitter at browning 84 greg so let's have a wee look at boxing day's fixtures as i said earlier there's 17 live matches on TV across Amazon, <laughs> Sky Sports, Red Button, BT Sports, so don't expect me to move from the couch. Have you said Boxing Day is a family day? <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's do that. Now. Let's get Christmas Day out of the way. Make sure all the kids are all right. And then <laughs> Boxing Day is really for us betting dads, I think, isn't it? Uh, absolutely. 100%. It's a betting day. So, in Scotland, 
the it's the Premiership fixtures. There's no lower league cards, and I think that's where we're going to start this week. Yeah, so in Scotland, just the Premiership games in Scotland on Boxing Day, which obviously means no Championship League One or League Two. Having looked through the card, there's some games you can quite easily just rule out. So, for example, Hamilton versus St Johnston, don't touch. <laughs> um, St Mirren v Celtic, really hard to find value. And I think that's best left alone as well. And Rangers v Kelly. So I think obviously Kelly, without a manager at the moment, Rangers will be obviously I think one to six to win that match. So again, to try and find value in those games, you're looking at obviously minus two, minus three, over three point five goals, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. probably best left alone. So that leaves three games on Boxing Day that I think that I think are doable in terms of looking <laughs> at. So first up, the Edinburgh Derby at yep. Tynecastle. And that's the first game in Boxing Day, and that's a half past twelve kickoff. So it's not been a good start for Stendhal Hearts. No, I mean we've <laughs> spoken about Hibs and Hearts both a lot recently on the podcast, and while Hibs seem to have made a good appointment in Jack Ross, and he's kind of hit the ground running, you can't say that for Stendhal at Hearts, can you? No, and obviously we said before it's a bit of a, a left wing appointment, and I don't like to criticise people after only three games into the job. But I just at this moment in time, I'd be really surprised if that works out. Um, it's not been a good start. They've lost their first three games. Okay, they lost to Celtic and performed relatively well in parts of that game. But with that squad, with that budget, and obviously <coughs> their hearts as well, they've been beaten by Hamilton and St Johnson. Yeah. So not a great start. They've been pretty woeful actually. I think it's one point from the last twenty-one available. Yeah, it's poor going. Which but, is relegation I mean, for him, really. It is indeed, but he's got a great chance of winning the fans over on Thursday. Well, that's it. So they're at home to Hibs. Hibs, probably a bit unfortunate, they've played Celtic and Rangers in consecutive games. It's kind of derailed their season a little bit in terms of the improvements made since second bottom left. They obviously, the Rangers absolutely hammered them on Friday night, brushed yeah. them aside. It was really disappointing to see that. I think um, finished 3-0, could have been more. And I don't think... Hibs to the Glover Rangers that day. No, I was just looking at the Hibs fixtures there, and you're right. I mean, they started to turn things round pretty much before Jack Ross got appointed. Um, the surprise loss at Ross County, and then of course they've they've lost the both games to to Celtic Rangers. But for me, the games against Celtic Rangers have been three hits for them, um, and it's really going to be a, a measure of how far Jack Ross has gone to see if he can go to Tynecastle and get a result on Thursday. And they go there as underdogs, so incredibly Hearts are favourites. Which I'm yeah. a bit dubious about. Obviously, yeah. at home, which counts for quite a lot in a derby. But that said, Hearts have been that bad. You wouldn't be back in Hearts. No. And to be fair, although Hibs have been obviously a lot better than Hearts have been recently, Hibs are what I think seven to four, thirteen to eight. Yeah. They were two to one, I think, this morning. Again, it's a decent price, but it's really difficult to call. So this this isn't a game that's renowned for goals. So we're going to come at this from a different angle. Yeah, so I think leave goals alone. I wouldn't back Hearts. I wouldn't back him. So what I do like the fact, though, is it's a Tyne Castle. So those that have been to Tyne Castle will know it's right on top of the players. It's a really good atmosphere. It's Boxing Day, so you'd expect both sets of fans to be fully zossed up from Christmas Day. <laughs> Beers and whiskies. Um, and when we looked at the stats, I think, pre-podcast, we looked at the bookings market. Now, at the moment, there wasn't any booking markets available in terms of totals, so kind of over three and a half, over four and a half. They were giving, obviously, player card markets at that point and a sending off. 
So looking at the sending off, given where Hearts are, it's a derby, it's Boxing Day, I just quite fancy a red card at 5-2. to two. And I think when we looked at the stats behind that, there's good reason to think that as well. There are indeed. Referee is Don Robertson. So when we looked at the referee, um, Don Robertson's not a referee you'd associate with any um, dubious decisions or he kind of gets a free read, I think, doesn't he? Don yeah, Robertson, in comparison he's under, to the, rest under of the, the radar guys. a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, so it's usually Bobby Madden we're shouting at or Volley Column yep. or Beaton. Um, so there's quite a few that get quite a bad press. So he comes under the radar. But when you look at his stats, though, Quite incredible booking and sending off stats, isn't it? Yeah, can you believe it when we when we looked at them? So he's shown what is it six red cards in his last seven games, Don Robertson. Yeah, eight red cards in seventeen. So he's sending Sunday off in fifty percent of the games he's refereed this season, yeah. which which is massive. Yeah. So that backs up your initial thoughts, I suppose, about the red card being a possibility at Tynecastle. Yeah, I think looking back through previous games, there's not. That stats-wise, there's nothing to suggest there'll be a red card on Saturday. If you look back to previous games, I think the last red card was 2018, probably about a year ago now. So probably yeah. what four games ago. Yeah. But it's such an important game for Hearts. Um, a doesn't have a win yet. I don't think you can probably dispute Hearts' effort in their last three games since he was appointed. Mm-hmm. They seem to be trying for the manager, but quality-wise, just not there. Yeah, and the crowd will be up for it, and at 5-2 it's a value bet rather than anything else, isn't it? Especially when you see those stats from Don Robertson throw into the mix that it's a derby, it's Boxing Day, it you know, could easily kick off. And hopefully we'll see some more tackles like you saw in the Hibs uh, <laughs> game and the Aberdeen Celtic game, so some, some of that would be good. Yeah, a few people flying in. So, avoid goals, avoid trying to predict who's going to win it. And as I say, it's a value bet at 5-2 to two for a, a red card. Um, and is it worth looking at the, the card markets generally? It depends who plays. I think, obviously, there's some decent um, candidates for cards. But I've got a funny feeling, though, once the card markets come out, the bookies, as they often do in derbies, will set the card market line really high. Yeah. So it's probably going to be at least over 5.5, possibly even over 6.5. And if that's the case... Just sit back, enjoy the match and hope for some sending offs. <laughs> <laughs> hope for a few red cards. Okay, so we'll go for a red card on that one at 5-2. to two. Uh, Next up, we've got Aberdeen v Levy. Yeah, so I think I said a few weeks ago, Aberdeen were on the, the C-list um, for, for good reason. Having looked at this game, they host Livingston. So Livingston, probably one of the form teams in the league at the moment. Uh, Gary Holt's done a really good job there and he's obviously been touted now potentially as the replacement at Kilmarnock. Mm. I think he's a massive Kilmarnock fan. He's played for the Scottish Cup on the side in 97. So if they came knocking on the door, you maybe expect him to go. But in the meantime, he's obviously still at Livy. They are unbeaten in five. They've had some really good results. And amazingly, they've scored 10 goals in their last three games. So form-wise, I think they are, what, two wins and three, three draws from their last five. Yeah. But when you dig a little bit deeper, it's not to take anything away from what they've achieved in the last five games, but when you dig a little bit deeper, they've played Hamilton at home and drawn 0-0. They have drawn one all the way to Hearts, which is probably a poor result in hindsight. Mm-hmm. They have beaten Kelly at home, but at that point, Kelly were struggling, not scoring goals and conceding lots of goals. And obviously, Alessio has been relieved of his duties. Yeah. They've drawn three all the way to St Mirren, and on Saturday, they blew away Ross County 4-0. 
which is a great result, but Ross County are terrible away from home and had a flu bug or yeah, a virus that wiped out half their team. Or something. Yeah, yeah, so so they've been really fortunate in that aspect. To collect 19, 9 points out of 15 in the last f- 5 is great, but circumstantially, who they've played at the right times probably did that. Yeah, and they don't have a great record uh, against Aberdeen, especially at Pataudry. No, they don't. And before anyone starts panicking, I'm not backing Aberdeen to win this match. <laughs> so just sit back and relax and listen to my dulcet tones. Livingston, away from home, again, a bit like what Ross County are really poor. 1-1-10. One, one but when you look at the goal, kind of stats for Livingston, really impressive. Nine of their ten away games have seen over 2.5 goals. And they've scored in all but one of those ten games. So it's been both teams to score in nine of their ten away from home. Yeah, I mean, only Celtic Rangers have scored more goals away from home than Livy, which is quite surprising because they just never really feel like a team that scored a lot of goals, but they've actually started to find a bit of form in front of goal in the last few weeks. Lyndon Dykes seems to be doing pretty well for them. Yeah, yeah, he's been a great capture from Queen of the South, and obviously I think he got Livingston's first Scottish Premiership hat-trick of all time. Was that the um, first, was it? First ever Livingston hat-trick, yeah, against Ross County, actually. Wow. I think it was the perfect hat-trick as well. What so he's a, he's a real threat. Um, more than capable of scoring against Aberdeen. Um, Aberdeen, a bit thin in the ground. A few boys out injured. I think Craig Bryson's out injured. And Greg Lee, who's a big player for them, is out for two months. So I guess it's for me... Also thinking Cosgrove currently is missing the game. As it currently stands, yes. I think the the panel appeal board is tomorrow, on Tuesday, Christmas Eve. So we'll know if he's playing or not uh, come tomorrow afternoon. Now, Aberdeen fully expect that red card to be rescinded. Um, now, that's his red card for his tremendous tackle at Celtic Park <laughs> on, on Saturday. It's one of those ones where he wins the ball, but I guess he comes through the man, and in the modern-day laws of football, it's a sending off. But 10 years ago, it was a tremendous tackle. It's, it's a tackle you, you love to see your own team make, but I guess <laughs> by the letter of the law... It probably as a red. I'm not as confident as Aberdeen that that's going to be rescinded, to be honest. Neither am I. I think if there's one player Aberdeen don't want to be missing, yep. it's the man that's got 19 goals for them. To be fair, we don't want him missing either if we're looking at an over two and a half goal bet here. No, definitely not. So this bet is really hinging on him being available. So he's got 19 goals this season, Sam Cosgrove. He scored again against Celtic on Saturday with a trademark header six yep. yards out. So providing he's playing, I fancy goals in this game. I'd fancy I've been to score at least twice, but Livingston are more than capable of supporting that goal line. So if he's playing, Sam Cosgrove, I'm going to take over 2.5 goals at 27 to 25 with Marathon Bet. So it's odds against, I think it's a really good price. Okay. I, I suppose the question is if he doesn't play, then is it a no bet for you? I think so, yeah. I just don't. You can't be missing your main man for 19 goals. I don't think Aberdeen have any ready replacements no. for Sam Cosgrove um, I can't think of any to be honest with you no. Curtis May might come in but he's only scored a couple of goals this season so don't get me wrong Aberdeen at home should have enough quality but I'm going to base this on the fact if Cosgrove's playing back it if not it'll be no bet ok ok last game in the Premier League then is Ross County v Motherwell so Motherwell, what a season they're having. Um, third top, 34 points. Um, 22 points better off than Hearts. 
throw that in there. Stop the harps beating. Well, the bottom of the league, so they deserve it. So we'll keep on going until that changes. So it's been a great season for Stephen Robinson's side. They are essentially now in a mini league with Aberdeen to finish third. Yeah. Now it's maybe a bit premature in saying that, but they're 10 points clear now of fifth place, those two sides. Um, so I think Aberdeen and Motherwell will battle it out. I think Aberdeen will still finish third, but Motherwell to finish fourth. That'd be a terrific season and a really a massive transformation to where they were this time last season. Yeah. I think I read that they're 18 points better off this season than last already at this yeah, stage after 19 games. It's good going. So it's terrific going. So they go to Ross County. Now, Ross County obviously decimated last week, um, low in numbers, and they got battered, obviously, at Livingston 4 0. But at home, though, at Dingwall, they're a totally different proposition. They've collected 15 of their 20 points at home this season. Um, so quite a lot of clubs in the Premiership actually have that kind of home away divide in terms of being really poor on the road. Yeah. Ross County obviously being one of them. So they are eight of nine at home over 2.5 and they've scored in all but one of their nine home games, which is really impressive, I think. So for me, Mother will travel here obviously as a sort of right favourites, but having looked at Ross County at home, they really are a difficult team to beat. They don't lose many at home. I think yeah. they've only lost twice, I think. Yeah, they've actually lost four, but three of those have been against Celtic, Aberdeen and Rangers, with the fourth being against Livingston. Um, so, yeah, pretty decent at home. But Motherwell's certainly capable of going there and winning based on you know who they've lost to in the past. Yeah, so I think for me, it's definitely both teams to score. And if both teams can score, um, I'd expect over 2.5 goals to come in. I think Ross Stewart, he's probably Ross County's main threat. I think he's on seven or eight goals so far this season. Um, he's a real handful, and he'll if Ross County score, there's a good chance it'll be him. Okay. So backing over two point five goals, and that pays ten to eleven with bet three six five. Okay, so over two and a half in that one. Can you just recap then those three Premier League games before we move on to England? Yeah, sure. So they're in the derby at half past twelve on Boxing Day. Um, Hearts v Hibs. Taking the ascending off at five to two, and that's with bet three six five. Then it's Aberdeen versus Livingston at three o'clock, and pending Sam Crossgrove's red card being overturned, I'm taking over two point five goals at twenty seven to twenty five with Marathon Bet. And finally, Ross County versus Motherwell, over two point five goals at ten to eleven with bet three six five. Now, before we move on to England, we've got the Dundee Derby on Friday as well, which should be a good one at Tannadice. Do you know what? It's a bit of a anti-climax this match, really, for me. Dundee are that far behind. The league's over. Dundee United have that title wrapped up. It just takes the edge off for me. Now, Dundee United are absolutely flying at the moment. I think yeah. they've won nine in a row, scoring lots of goals still. It's just a matter of time until they mathematically have won that league. Yeah. So, for me... It just takes the spin off of what, what could have been a really lively match in terms of Dundee should not be, what, 12 points behind United at this, at this stage in the season. Um, so yeah. I think a home win, possibly a couple of goals for United. 17 points behind. 17, is it? <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> uh, I hear what you're saying. For me, it's a Dundee derby. You know, and regardless of where the teams are at any stage of the season, in any league, then it's always going to be a fire for you, especially on a Friday night in Dundee. Have you been to Dundee on a Friday night before? <laughs> Any time of the year? <laughs> uh, no, 
<laughs> but just what appeals to me this week is we've got the Edinburgh Derby on Thursday, the Dundee Derby on Friday, and then the Glasgow Derby uh, on Sunday. So it should be a, a week full of good football, hopefully. I just hope it doesn't become an anti-climax. I know, and it really depends as well what the bookies place it up at. So in terms of bookings, goals, I don't think yeah. goals is going to be a great great odds in this match, given the fact United won this match 6-2 at the start of the season. Yeah. And the fact as well that um, Dungeon United are scoring goals for fun. Well, Dundee United are 45 at the moment, which I thought was a big price considering the gap and that United are at home. But And the only reasoning that you can suggest for such a big price is because they're so far ahead, which sounds a bit bizarre, but, um, you know, it's a game that they, they don't need to win. Obviously, they want to win with it being a derby, but I can't really fathom why they're 40, 45 to win. No, neither can I, actually. I'm really surprised, but I didn't look at all at the United game for betting uh, options this weekend. Just and obviously what I said a minute ago, but 45 I think is actually a really good price. Dundee are really inconsistent. Okay, they got a 1 0 win at Thistle at the weekend, but they really struggled to put together two or three good results. Mm-hmm. So we know, I think they get another one to sit back and enjoy, I think, but see what happens. Yeah, not a tip as such, I suppose, but it will certainly be one that we'll probably all tune into on Friday night. It should be, should be worth watching nonetheless. Okay, so in England, there's a, pretty much a full card down south. Um, and I think almost every game, there's a game on the Friday, but I think all the games on Thursday are live on Amazon. Yeah, so I think we looked through, each, well, most of the games actually for for, for the uh, for, for Boxing Day. I think the first game was the Bournemouth-Arsenal match. It's just not a game though. You're back in Arsenal based on what? Reputation. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they've been that poor. Now, Dean Court's usually a good place for goals. Again, looking at the stats in that recently, there's not been that many goals in their home games this season. Arsenal haven't scored in two. OK, they've played Everton away and they got beat from, uh, I think, Man City 3 at home. So I think they're getting just below even money for Arsenal, which pff, it's a bit... It's a, not, not a skinny, but... Nah, it's not for me. It's, again, another one just, just to leave. Yeah. And I think it's the same also, possibly based on price, the Everton game. So Everton have actually been brilliant the last couple of weeks since Ferguson was caretaker yeah, he's done they've beaten well. Chelsea they've drawn with Man U they've drawn with Arsenal obviously Ancelotti's now in charge and they're at home to Burnley so it's probably a great game for them to start off his tenure at Yeah, but they're 4-6 so probably going for the Acre I think Everton on Saturday yeah, that might be a good one to add to your Acre um, and the big game of the day is Leicester v Liverpool which to me looks quite hard to call yeah, especially given the gap now in, at the top of the league I know Liverpool have been playing in the Champions League Universe Cup and all that sort of stuff <laughs> in Qatar. So, so they go back in plenty of time this week from that. But it'd really be interesting to see how they shape up for that match. Yeah, I suppose it's last chance to win for Leicester, isn't it? They've really got to win this if they've got any aspirations of getting close to catching Liverpool. Yeah, I guess if Leicester score, just back Vardy. <laughs> yeah. Suppose that probably as good as any, but that again just feels like a game that is worth just sitting back, putting your feet up, and watching on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't want to hear any sob stories from anyone who have backed Man U three to ten to Newcastle. Do you know it's what? one of those games where do you know what? Just leave it. <laughs> I said to you ever that you you've got to expect some kind of response from United, as they have done. Is it seems yeah. to be the, the way their season's gone. But then I looked at the price at three to ten and suddenly Newcastle looked attractive <laughs> at eight to one <laughs> at Old Trafford. So yeah, again it's just a no bet for me. 
So I think we're going through the cards in the, the Premiership. Um, Everton probably looks the most solid of those ones yeah. to beat Burnley at 4-6. But probably won't for an Acker though. Yeah, um, so we've got a, a few games in the lower reaches of England that we want to just have a look at. We've put together a, a 9-2 treble, we reckon it pays out. So first one, we'll let you talk about the Stockport v Halifax match. So National League, I think we've said quite a few times, in terms of the English lower leagues, National League's probably my favourite anyway, in terms of goals. Um, some cracking teams for goals in that league, obviously Chesterfield, Torquay, there's a few others. Now Stockport at home to Halifax on Saturday, and looking through Stockport's stats for goals this season, especially recently, it's been tremendous. Uh, eight of the last nine have seen both sides score, and there's been 26 goals scored in the last five matches. So five goals a game, 15-4, 11 against. Yep. And looking a bit deeper, the last three home games have yielded 17 goals. So absolutely no shortage of goals at Edgley Park. Now they play Halifax, who they're joint in points with. So both sides just short of the playoffs. So both stuck in 38 points. Halifax also see plenty of goals. I think they've seen 19 now in the last five. So... Looks a great candidate for over 2.5 goals and both teams to score. But I'm just going to take the over 2.5 goals market and that pays 47 to 50 with Marathon Bet. Yeah, old friends Marathon Bet with the dodgy prices there. Yeah, they're back this week. They're back this <laughs> best price. Uh, also in that league, I like to look of Yovo at home to Torquay. And Yovo are even money to beat Torquay. But again, it's a goals bet that I fancy in this one. Um only Ebsley have conceded more than Torquay in the league. Uh, but Torquay have actually scored 43 themselves, which is the fourth highest in the division. So their goals tend to have lots of games. Sorry, their games tend to have lots of goals. Um, the Yeovil are second in the league. Torquay 14th. And it's a bit of a derby. Torquay are on a terrible run, actually, despite being 14th in the table. They've lost all of their last six in the league. And they've conceded 13 in the last four. Yeovil, on the other hand, have scored two or more in six of the last seven. So again, it's an over two and a half bet for me in this one, which pays eight to 11 at William Hill. And our final bet on this treble um, is Swindon at home to Cambridge. And we both quite like to look at Swindon, who are top of the table in League Two. Yeah, Swindon have a great season so far. Really surprise package, actually. I don't think anyone had them tipped at the start of the season to be going for promotion certainly not been first so I think it's got quite a lot of goals at home uh, I think two or more is a really good shout Yeah so the high scorers in the league scored 39 goals they've scored two or more in the last in five of the last six and I'm just checking what price they are they scored two or more I think it's five to six I think is it five to six yes it is five to six so all those bets combined pays a decent 92 on the treble um, so just to recap those, it's Stockport v Halifax, over two and a half goals at 47 to 50. That's if you're taking a single at Marathon bet. Um, Yovo v Torquay, over two and a half goals, which is 8 to 11 at William Hill. And Swindon to score two or more, which is 5 to 6 at bet 365. And the treble pays 92 at bet 365. So we're, we're going to give that a go again. The treble, we tried that a couple of weeks ago without any success, but... Um, 
we'll give it a go again. I was going to say by popular demand, but nobody's <laughs> nobody's, nobody's <laughs> going to demand it after our first attempt failed. <laughs> and this is Boxing Day. Skybet have placed up some of the markets on their specials for Boxing Day in England. Right. So they've got the Premiership Games, Championship, League 1 and League 2. At the moment, they don't have the National League. Now, I don't know why they do this, but they sometimes leave it really late in the day to offer the specials in that game. So if they are, if they do, have a look for the Skybet specials on the English National League and have a look at the goal line. So there's 12 matches on Thursday in the English National League. Now, it's a league that I've obviously said before that's really good for goals. So have a look to see if Skybet are offering the specials in that league. And it's definitely worth a couple of pounds on a goal in the first half in all 12 and over 1.5 goals also in the 12 games as well. What does that usually pay? Um, all 12 going in the first half will pay at least 25 to 1, maybe a little bit more than that. And I'd expect 1.5 and all 12 to be at least 18 to 1. Okay, so maybe a, just a nice little speculative bet to keep you occupied as the, the results come in. Yep. Always a nice bet to have. Okay, so... I guess we should probably recap. It's supposed to be a quick podcast, but we've actually ran on quite a bit. So if you can recap the Scottish games, I'll cover the English games. So the Scottish games are Hearts v Hibs, and there to be ascending off at 5-2. to two. Aberdeen versus Livingston, over 2.5 goals, and that's 27-25 to 25 at Marathon Bet. And Ross County v Motherwell, over 2.5 goals at 10-11, with bet 365. Okay, and our 92 goals treble is Stockport v Halifax, over two and a half goals. Yovo v Torquay, over two and a half goals. And Swindon to score two or more at home to Cambridge. Okay, so as we touched on earlier, Thursday is a massive day of racing as well. So I'll be back tomorrow with Voice of Value and John Egan for a look at the live racing on ITV. Um, and we'll hopefully be back later in the week to have a look at the weekend's fixtures um, maybe have a, a podcast out Thursday or Friday all things going well so hope you all have a great Christmas hope Santa is very good to you all and hopefully we can start to pay off some of those credit card bills with <laughs> a few winners uh, in Thursday um, in the meantime thanks very much to Greg for your tips and hope you have a great Christmas yeah you too thanks everyone thanks a lot cheers